Welcome, 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 and welcome back to Off the Cuff Podcast, where two best friends talk everything sports and esports related from the past week. My name is JT, and joining me as per usual is my best friend and co-host Highlander. Highlander, how's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty good. You? It's going good. I had some ice cream from Aldi uh, before coming on the podcast today. Some moose tracks from Aldi. Oh, mm. hashtag not ad. Not ad. We're not sponsored by them. Mm. But if you want some flavor in your life, <coughs> I, I highly recommend the moose tracks ice cream from Aldi. Uh, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say you had tacos because Taco Tuesday. But no, no, no Taco Tuesday. We had uh, <laughs> had some some pork sausage things, kielbasa. Ooh. That oh, always good. Yeah, had some kielbasa. Yeah, yeah. So, but you thought I was going to hit you with a Highlanders quick quiz? Not yet. Before we get started, and if you've liked our banter already, uh, if you're here and you haven't followed the podcast. Give us a follow right now on Twitch, on YouTube, on your podcasting app, wherever it is. If you haven't done so already and you keep coming back to this, or if this is your first time here, then give us a chance. I won't have you you know, follow now because that's just presumptuous. Not doing that. So Let's give us a chance. Work. Thank you. Uh, give us a chance. But if you like that word in particular, then give us a follow. Um, but anyway, without any further ado, let's head right into Highlander's quick quiz. All right. So last week, Highlander got yet another question correctly, bringing his total up to 400 points. Although, I mean, he's Let's three for three. Let's just get it over with. I'm okay. ready for okay. this. <laughs> so we're I hoping, want a hard question this time. We're hoping for a hard question. We're hoping for Listen, a hard question. And we I, get... I am tired of being mocked for getting low, low, low things and being told I should get it right. NHL get, for 400. NHL. Let's bring it on. NHL for 400. Oh, I'm my ready. Bring goodness. it on. Is he <laughs> is ready for this? This is where I'm going to mess up. I guarantee. Is he ready for this? What was it, NHL for 400? Yeah. yeah Islander NHL has a chance oh. to double his points here for a 400 question. What happens to a hockey puck 10 days prior to an NHL game? What happens to a hockey puck 10 days prior to an NHL game? Yep. Something happens to it. It gets tested? Sort of, but not really. It, more like it gets prepped. What happens to prep a hockey puck 10 days prior? Do they practice with it? No. No. <laughs> you you got to give me a final answer here. Uh, um, the prep it. I guess they probably put logos and stuff like that on it. Ooh, let's see. Is it logos? It gets frozen to help it slide frozen. on the ice. What? So Highlander does not get eh? those points. Hold on. This could be wrong. I don't know. I looked up questions. I looked, I looked this question up. I didn't fact check it, to be honest. But this is what I found. So Highlander... <laughs> This is the first I'm, I'm ever hearing about this. That's a 400-point question, Highlander. It's pretty hard. It's pretty tricky. So Highlander does not get those, bringing his total back to zero. Oh, man. He bummed out with that one. He bummed out with that one, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, unfortunately for Highlander, he did not get that Jeopardy question. He is, his, his streak is up, ladies and gentlemen. His streak is up. And Highlander's in disbelief. <laughs> He's in... I'm, I'm reading it, and I'm like, <laughs> 
well, they do a really bad job of doing this. Like, the whole point of doing it is it eliminates it bouncing. And I'm yeah. like, I've watched a lot of games so far. It was last night with the playoffs starting the, the night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the puck do be bouncing. So they need to freeze it a little bit better. <laughs> well, Highlander, kick us off with some NFL news. What's going on in the NFL? A lot of crazy trades happening. Your boy got uh, a nice payday. There there are some crazy trades going on. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll start with the with the most recent thing of uh, the Steelers are working to acquire wide receiver Allen Robinson from the Rams. Mm. Um, it's not really much details into that one yet. Uh, we don't know what exactly the trade is, you know, doing. But, uh, oh, hold on. As part of the, expect the deal, the Steelers will pay $5 million of Robinson's salary in 2023, while LA pays the remaining $10.25 million. Uh, the Rams will receive a 2023 seventh round pick from the Steelers in exchange for Robinson and a 2023 seventh rounder. Mm. Interesting. I mean, is it in, it's an interesting trade because, I mean, I feel like the Steelers win that more than the Rams do. Yeah, kind of does. Now that like I really, that. now that I really look into that one, um, yeah. of course, uh, we're going to go into more breaking news of Bills safety Demar Hamlin medically cleared for football activities. Yes, he is. Uh, I say whoever the doctor is that allowed this is an idiot. I should be fired. Oh, because it's only been a couple of months, like a few months since that happened. That is true. A cardiac arrest is something serious. It's not like he just broke a leg and, you know, he had like a little, oh, it's whatever. His leg just heals. This is a cardiac arrest we're talking about. It's true. It's not even a year. And we're just going to be, yeah, go ahead. Go back right into it. It's I mean, true. there's a reason why, like, Tua got so messed up. Mm-hmm. These doctors just, they keep allowing players to just be cleared when they really shouldn't be yet. Like, I mean, Yes, I feel like, yeah, you could have him do some football stuff, but there should be no way that this man is playing week one. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <clears throat> I, I saw this, and I was you know, obviously happy uh, oh, yeah. for Jamar, but you've you got a point there. I mean, dude, doctors probably know more than we do, but, well, and I mean, he has the best doctors in the world on hmm. his side. So maybe... Um, Instead, maybe it's not like right now play football, but like maybe they're just like you know forecasting him for the future yeah. of like. Which I mean, that's yeah, right. Like if, if 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 it's like I feel like they need to explain the football activities a little bit more. True. Like, are they saying like, oh, you go right in there, full contact, immediately get right in there? Because if that's the case, that doesn't seem like a safe idea. Right. Right. But what has I it mean, been? We do have a good Five amount months? of time still before football even gets back underway. Well, so... technically, technically OTAs kind of start. In the summertime, like July. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a couple months. Yeah. Couple still, months. it's still one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if full contact with Damar right away is a good idea. Let him do some really? stuff, you know, see how he handles it. Have a check out. If anything, I think he sits on the sideline for this season. The whole season? While doing, like, practice. Yes. Hmm. Just to make sure that while he's doing, like, full-on practices and stuff like that, have him be checked out for the whole season. Make sure everything's good, and the next season he's all go. That's interesting. That's interesting. Just I because, think, I mean, I feel for the, for the safety of the player. Yeah. Yeah. But at, at the same time, like, I, re- I recall hearing doctors, you know, rave about him being a miracle patient, you know, like coming back oh, yeah. 
in you know with with full strides, full health. Um, so who knows? I mean, he's obviously in the, in the fit of his you know he's he's in the fit of his life. He's he's extremely fit individual, more so than the the average Joe Schmo. And so maybe that that definitely played a part in his recovery and him coming back from it at all. You know, um, so maybe him just being the physical specimen that he is, maybe that's why he's fully cleared now because he's oh, just yeah. he's so fit and he's so active already that his body's just like yeah let's go let's get it um maybe but it's an interesting point that you brought up. I, I didn't my, think about that my concern my concern my it's just my concern is just the fact of like say he gets another hit and he goes into another cardiac arrest yeah that can't be good on the body right right which so rushing it i feel like is a bad idea yeah, which I don't even know. I don't. I didn't. I don't recall hearing anything as to even why the cardiac arrest even happened. I That's mean, what I mean. They didn't really explain that, that too much. Which I mean, might, again, there might not be don't, a reason. Yeah, it might know? just happened. Yeah. So who knows if he's more susceptible than others to it? Which would be position, a scary thing, especially the position that he's playing. Oh um, yeah, where you're constantly making contact with someone yeah, for sure. I mean, the only other position on the field that's less contact, I guess, is quarterback, but. He's not going to be no, quarterback. I, I'd say the the least contact is probably kicker. Oh, you're that's 100 percent right. That's 100. Because right. technically speaking, I feel like if you even touch the kicker, it's like that's personal foul rough from the kicker. He yeah. slapped his arm. Unless you're unless you're like covering the wide receivers, maybe. I mean, like that's still physical, yeah. but it's not as yeah. physical as like a safety. You know, being yeah. com- being because the, the, the safety is always somebody. like. They're usually the ones that come in with for like surprise blitzes. Oh yeah, to stop the run or the mm-hmm. sack or the sack of the quarterback, or they're the last line of defense exactly to stop the receiver from scoring. And they need to be strong. Yeah, they need to that, play that big hit. Yeah, at that point in time, he's running at you full force. I mean, he's he's broken through. He's <clears> he's he's running at you full force, and you got to be a brick wall to, to stop. Him, and so. that's my reason of why I'm like because of the position he plays. Do not rush this man. Yeah, he's a young kid. He's got a lot of talent there. He's got a whole career out of him. Of you rush time. him too soon, he gets injured really bad again. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah, like I get wanting to like you know get him back in, get the team full again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, you had to look and go. Maybe we got to look at what's better for the team or for the players' health than just the team. True, but because the Bills are a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's not like one player on the defense is going to really make a, that big of a difference. True, true, and I mean, without with him being gone too, if that didn't bolster our resolve, which it really didn't. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that injury that he had last season, when he had the cardiac arrest, I thought that was gonna be the reason why the Bills went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. I was getting the same vibes as like Boston Marathon, you know, like yep. that kind of rallying situation for the Bills, but didn't happen nope. that way. Um, but yeah. So what are you gonna do? Exactly. Uh, speaking of injuries, mm. though, we're going to stick on this. Patrick Mahomes is still working on the ankle injury that he s- suffered in the playoffs. Uh, recently said that he's still not 100%. Hmm. So that's, uh, that's one of those things that when you have an injury like that and you play through it, you damage it more. Yeah. I mean, an injury where, in my opinion, they could have benched him in that conference game mm-hmm. when they're up by a lot, but for some reason they, they brought him in. Yeah. Made him play a couple more, and well, the only rest he really got was right before the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl, it's not like he got the rest there in that because right. 
that whole game was constant back and forth. So yeah, it looks like he might have done a little bit more damage than he was expecting. Yeah, that's true. So that that'll be something to follow throughout the off season to see um, if out of nowhere he might need surgery for that. The way it's not hundred percent yet. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we're going from that. Speaking of Super Bowl, we're going to go to the next big thing, which is the breaking news contract. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles agreed to terms on a five-year. $255 million contract extension, which makes him the highest paid NFL player. Ooh. You know, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter are saying that Jalen Hurts has done the ultimate underdog story. I mean, last offseason, you had a bunch of critics saying that he wasn't the guy for Philadelphia, right. that he would never be a good quarterback, that, you know, all this stuff. To where the next offseason, he becomes the most paid player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That The story of that, like, I mean, obviously, as an Eagles fan, it sounds like I'm being biased here. But when you look at that, that is like one of those true underdog stories of like, when somebody tells you you can't do something, don't just give up. Right. You go out there and prove them, prove to them why you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so that's no, always I'm- something good to see. Not as an Eagles fan myself, I'm a huge fan of Jalen of Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think he completely deserves this this contract. I mean, he you know maybe not didn't have the best start of his career, but like he didn't have a bad start either. You know, I mean, and then this year he just took over in a way that we haven't seen since Patrick Mahomes. I would say, yeah, you know, and I mean Josh, you know Josh Allen coming up steadily, doubling his touchdowns every year. That was also a big. You know, he's, he's he's like the byproduct of those two individuals, pretty much. Mm. So, well res- well deserved, well deserved. It's gonna be interesting to see um, Joe Burrow break that record though next next off season. True, because Joe Burrow, I believe Joe Burrow's rookie contract is up after the season. So that means they're gonna actually. You know what's crazy? I think Justin yeah, Herbert's is as well. Yeah, Burrow, Herbert. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's a cut with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I think his contract is coming up soon as well. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be some crazy signings. And the thing about it is, the more these teams try to beat the Jalen Hurts playing, it's going to hurt their team. Like if yeah. they go in the like Bengals, for instance, if they go out there and they sign Joe Burrow to a higher contract than what Hurts has, mm-hmm. how are they going to sign Jamar Chase the next season? Right. Oh yeah, that would mean Justin Jefferson's the next season as well. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's um. It's gonna be an interesting NFL these next off seasons for the oh, yeah. money wise. If it doesn't happen earlier, you know. I was gonna say yeah, because it could happen in the middle of the season. Right. I, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing stories already from an hour ago saying Joe Burrow's contract negotiation in light of Jalen Hurts' new deal. So oh yeah, they're probably Herbert as well. Yeah. Like those two, yeah, those two are dev. Like I remember the, um, I think it was the owner of the Chargers that was talking about the Justin Herbert thing, and was like, if our biggest concern is finding out a contract to extend him for the team, yeah, then we have the the perfect problem. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong. Like if you're if the problem that your team has is trying to make a contract to keep your quarterback, that means you know you have a quarterback that you have the future that is actually well you don't have to work on trying to find one 
Right. So I'm curious to see. I have a feeling that the Joe Burrow one might happen either before this season starts or in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Thing about Joe Burrow though is I feel like Joe Burrow will take a smaller contract to try to help the team. Yeah, I can see that. For the Bengals. Especially because he's I feel like he's gonna want to play with Chase. Yeah. He's not gonna want to have the chance of losing Chase and having nobody. Right. right. Um any any NFL things you have? I don't have any NFL news, but if okay. you're if you're done with NFL news, I will move on mm-hmm. to XFL news. Okay. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? I no, <laughs> for good reason. I have been following, following. I've been watching some of the recent games of the XFL just because it's Saturday and I turn the TV on and it's playing and I'm like, football, why not? And you know, I I really think that the XFL is what like the US, what's that called? USFL. That started yeah, up recently too. USFL, US, yeah, that yeah. one. I feel like the XFL could be better than the USFL, which I never watched a day in my life. I'll be honest, and uh, I well, think that's, that's what that's what The Rock I think was trying to do is make the XFL bigger. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I like watching the XFL, and I mean, I I just recently watched uh, on Saturday this this game right here, the DC Defenders versus the Arlington Renegades, and it was a crazy game, and uh, so. I wanted to break down some of the XFL stuff, which the DC Defenders are like the best team in the XFL right now. Um, And they had a massive lead against Arlington going into the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure it was like 28 to 9 or something. No, this one in the overtime. So it was like 26 to 9 or something like that. And um, somehow the Renegades came back. And which I mean, the Renegades aren't a very good team either. They're like, they were like four and four. And I think DC was like eight and one at the time. Um, and so this, I saw this today. This leads fans to say, is the XFL rigged to keep viewers watching? Oh. Uh, oh. So done 26 to 9 early in the fourth quarter. Things are looking bleak for the Arlington Renegades. And so, I mean, just like a crazy, a poor interception uh, triggered an eventual comeback for the Arlington, for Arlington, uh, which many fans on, on Twitter says that it was rigged or it seemed rigged. Um, and then the game was tied at 26 and then, you know, overtime, wow. which in the XFL, they both, uh, they get the ball at the opponent's five yard line and they try to score. So that's how the XFL does overtime, um, mm. which I think is pretty interesting. Um, but the Renegades came, had a first shot at overtime and they failed and then DC came back and they had a successful conversion. So they think it could be rigged. I don't know. I don't think it is. Just watching the game, you know, the passion was there from the coaches. I mean, I for for one, for me, from like a technical aspect, the audio engineers for the XFL should be getting paid literally ten times more than any NFL audio board runner because they they have to pull in audio feeds from everywhere on the field all at once, all the time. Like, oh, the coach is talking. Let's bring him up. Oh, the quarterback's talking. Let's bring him up. Because, you know, you, you can hear the quarterback, you know, in the XFL games, which I think is mm. also really cool. Um, the running back, the wide receivers, you know, like every single player is like, or maybe key players are like mic'd up. And so like that yeah. audio board switcher, I was like, this guy's got to be on crack or something to like keep up with all these different audio feeds and to know which one's which at a, at the drop of a hat. 
And so, yeah, I just thought that was interesting from a, you know, audio technical perspective. No, no, no. But uh, so the, the XFL is winding down. They had their last week uh, this upcoming weekend, week 10, um, which we have the Orlando Guardians facing the Battlehawks, the DC Defenders against the Brahms. Some of these names are interesting. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks versus the Renegades, and then the Vipers. I think it's the Brahmas. Brahmas. Yeah, you're right. That makes which sense. Is what, which is funny, because that's what the the Rock was called in wrestling. Oh, uh, really? So that's like his team. Um, it, it feels like it. Yeah, it's funny that he owns yeah. the whole thing. Right. So then in the last game, Vegas Vipers versus the CLC Dragons. So looking at the standings, uh, like I said, the DC Defenders, which I mean, I thought was also interesting. They have two quarterback ones. Uh, you, you say, how is that possible? I mean, I'm pretty sure they legit just like swap off every quarter. Like, you know, this guy plays first quarter, he plays second quarter, and then third and fourth quarter, which has led them to a lot of success this season. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the, the North Division is a lot better than the South Division, <laughs> where you got two people here in, in the North battling for second and third at six and three, and the guy in the, at, in the South, the Roughnecks, are at the top of six and three with nobody really even close. So the North is where it's at for the XFL. And I would probably say that the defenders should win it all. If they continue this crazy pace of, you know, they're eight and one right now. So, um, what did I say they were playing? They're playing, uh, they're playing the Brahmas and hmm. the Brahmas are three and six. So they should win. You know, you think they'd win. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's really all that I have for the XFL. I thought it was interesting. I thought that potentially nope. rigged thing could come. You know what would be really life? interesting about that? What? Remember all the jokes about the NFL being rigged last season and scripted? Yeah. yeah. Imagine if it comes down to the, the XFL is the one that's scripted, not the right. NFL. Which, I don't know if this is like the, the first season. Do you, is this the first season of the, of the XFL? Or have they done it so before? The XFL has come around, and okay. then, it, then it like died out because... No one really cared. Ah. And then The Rock and I forget what's her name. They kind of like took it and decided to bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know, The Rock has said multiple times he wants to kind of like team up with the NFL and possibly be like a minor league for the NFL in a weird way. I like that. Because he's saying that way, you know, if players do really good in the XFL, they might get called up to the NFL. Right. Kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and then of course players who don't do good in the NFL have a chance to shine and show what they got in the XFL. Yeah. Uh, I mean, big, big example, Ben DiNucci. Yep. Yep. We talked about him earlier on a different podcast, probably four weeks ago now. Uh, I mean, for the he, Dragons, he looked, right? He looked like he was struck. He struggled a little bit in the preseason for the Cowboys. Yeah. A couple years ago. Um, now he's a starting quarterback in the XFL and he's doing a lot better. I mean, I always see every time I see something about Ben DiNucci, it's always, he's doing, some kind of crazy thing, and I'm like, "Where was this in the NFL? You would have been on. You would have been on the Cowboys if you did this a yeah. couple years ago." Yeah, I guess he let the pressure of the NFL get to him, and well, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out about those ba- the basketball uh, the playoffs. Basketball, yes. I was at baseball. I'm jumped. Yeah. I got too excited. Yeah, basketball has been a crazy ride. Um, people stomping on people. Um, oh well, crazy that's... teams upsetting the likes of other teams. Craziness. 
Um, it's, it's been a fun time. It's been a fun time. Um, Love that. So, without further ado, I just want to share this little graphic. I thought it was cool. This, uh, so, the, for the first time in a long time, all four NBA teams in California have made the playoffs in the same season. That's actually insane. Oh, for the first time since statehood. So, there you go. For the first wow. time. Um, not in a long time, just period. That's um, insane to me. That is insane. And then um, speaking of the two teams on the outsides here going against each other, the Kings versus the Warriors, um, Kings have been bringing it. They've been bringing it to, to Golden State. And um, mm-hmm. and I think Draymond's gotten a little upset about that because of course. in the last game, he was hit with a flagrant two foul for stomping oh. on DeMontis Sabonis after a loose ball rebound, as you can see right here. There's a stomp, and, I mean, that's just unacceptable. I mean, that's that's Draymond that's, yeah, being that's... Draymond. You see, he, he kind of grabs his foot there a little bit, but at the same time, I mean, you're on the ground. Like, what Like what are you going to do? I mean, it was. I think it was an accidental grab. So many people are defending Draymond here, as you can see from this top top comment. I mean, he grabbed his onto his leg. It wasn't like a like a hard grab, you know. It wasn't it wasn't a hard grab. I mean, he was like covering his face there, you know. And then Draymond just happened to step up and it caught his foot on his hand. So I I don't think that this should be tolerated. And I'm pretty sure Draymond has been suspended for a little while. Um, I think he's definitely out in the next game. Um, I saw something about that. I'm not sure if it's 100 percent accurate, but I think he's been out or i think he's going to be out for maybe a couple of games i don't know um so yeah for me this is just it's it's kind of cringy from draymond i mean he's had a lot of questionable things of plays that he's done whether it's kicking people in the you know in the in, where the sun don't shine um just straight up tackling people um they're just laying on people i mean draymond is a different a different kind of man um, but, uh, yeah, so talking about playoffs and so we're going to l- take a look at the, um, the bracket here, um, and then we'll get into the games that are going on right now, even as we speak. Um, so we got the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, Denver leads one Oh, which isn't a surprise to anybody. Uh, Suns and Clippers here at a heavily contested four to five, which Clippers actually lead one zero. They're, they're playing tonight, later tonight. Um, Kings and Warriors, which has been the ultimate shocker, in my opinion, which, I mean, honestly, I thought the Kings were the lower seed. So never mind. Warriors are the lower seed. So I guess this shouldn't be a shocker. But like I said, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is coming different this this postseason. Um, so look out for that young man. Um, and then we have the Grizzlies and the Lakers, which um, also John Morant has suffered a hand injury, and he will be out. So... The Grizzlies might be looking at an early exit here from the playoffs, coming up against a, a red-hot Lakers squad as of late. Um, so, uh, dangerous stuff for the Grizzlies. They got they really got to check their resolve and uh, fight back here. On the Eastern I mean, side, anytime, anytime you have LeBron, though, I feel like LeBron, like LeBron, is always a favorite to somehow make it to the finals. Oh yeah, he's somehow. I don't know. But uh, yeah, over on the east side of things, Bucks Heat, Miami actually leads 1-0, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Cavaliers and the Knicks once again in that 4-5 matchup where the Knicks 
took that 1-0 lead. And we've got the 76ers in the Nets, where Philly leads 2-0, which, you know, once like I said, I'm surprised that the Nets held on to even make the playoffs. Um, so good on them, but I honestly think the 76ers, I mean, you've got, you know, you've got Harden, you've got Embiid, you know, soon to be MVP of the league, I'm pretty sure. Um, and you got Tobias Harris. I mean, like, you've got people all, all over the place on that 76ers team. So I think it'll be a quick 4-0 for, for Philly. Um, and then you got Celtics Hawks here, which Boston absolutely demolished them in the first game. Um, but as we speak, they are playing right now in which Boston is ahead 61 to 49. So looks like another route incoming at the half. <laughs> Just started the, the third quarter, actually, as we speak. Um, so, you know, Atlanta was up in the, in the first quarter that I saw before we went live with the show. Um, but you know, I honestly, with the way that Boston has just dismantled the Hawks in the first game, it doesn't give me much hope that Atlanta can hang on with those boys. Um, so then we got the Knicks and the Cavaliers going at it again, uh, heavily contested in the second quarter here. And then later tonight, we've got the Clippers and the Suns and then that's it for tonight. I keep wanting to go down here, but that's Wednesday. That's tomorrow. Um, so yeah, Clippers and Suns to uh, to end the night, which I think Phoenix needs to get their first win here because if they don't and they go to the Clippers, it's, it could be. I don't think it's game over. I mean, I don't. I think the Suns will bounce back. I think. I mean, they're my pick to win it all. Um, you know, especially if KD gets going, and I don't. I don't know. If 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 Phoenix play in the playoffs like they finished the season. In my mind, there's there's no contest that they should win at all. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's really that's all we got going on for the NBA. I mean, all we got going on, oh, we're in the middle of playoffs. So, oh, is that we're in the middle of the action here? Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's 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 the playoff view, the playoff look, the playoff recap. Insert playoff word here. going on in the nhl playoffs fantastic okay oh my goodness that was loud i'm I'm going i'm going in with something crazy to start off the nhl thing he's really excited ladies and gentlemen yeah listen this is the best time in hockey it is we're we're we're, we're gonna bring in Uh my 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 my, my bracket first oh islanders bracket yeah 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 exactly so this this is my prediction uh Hold on. Okay. It has to cut off one of them. Okay. It has well, to. Yeah. So we're going to start off with the West mm-hmm. to get it going. So Colorado, Seattle. I I was generous. I have Seattle winning at least two games. Okay. But I still have Colorado winning it in six. I have Minnesota in seven, which after last night, seems like that might be on the right, the right case there for an upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Vegas beating Winnipeg in seven. Mm. Uh, and then I have Edmonton beating the Kings in six. And I feel like after last night, my bracket might be ruined very fast. Uh, <laughs> I then have Minnesota actually upsetting and beating last year's Stanley Cup champions as well. Mm. And then I have Edmonton beating Vegas to have Minnesota versus Edmonton. And I'm going to go here by just the fact of I feel like Edmonton just has too many goal scorers 
that they beat Minnesota badly. Wow. In that one. You got my pick uh, of Dallas, not even making it into the first round. Uh, then, going to the east side, mm-hmm. obviously I have Boston beating Florida in five. I, I just feel like Florida might win one in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as it goes back to Boston, Boston just finishes it and says, how do you do? I have Toronto, finally after like six years, getting out of the first round, beating the Lightning in seven. This is a bold statement for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina in six. That one most likely will happen. Uh, and then I have the Rangers beating the Devils in seven. Mm. Uh, that is a nice little rivalry game going. But then uh, Boston versus Toronto. I feel like, yeah, Toronto might have finally got out of that first round. But then they go right into the mouth of the monsters. And I think mm-hmm. Boston just takes it. Yeah. And then I have the Rangers beating Carolina in an upset. And then when it comes to Boston versus the Rangers, again, Boston just shuts them down. Mm. And then I have an Edmonton versus Boston Stanley Cup final, where Edmonton gives the hope of all of Canada that the curse was going to finally be broken. And Boston, Boston does it to them. Wow, to win it all. What do you think the? What do you think the? The overall like games like match the series is the finals yeah series yeah yeah. Uh, i think it'll be a six game series four two Mm. you only have 21 uh, points for a six game series 21 goals 21 goals is a lot of goals for six games to be honest not not with the offensive explosion that we saw that that you know i mean yeah yourself the, the offense has been crazy this year yeah but i feel like in the finals you're gonna have a little bit of hesitation you try a little harder yeah yeah, you also yeah. have, like, you don't really go for crazy plays in the playoffs. True. Like, you go for more of simple things. Yeah. Now, with Routine. that... Uh, oh, oh, mm, oh, oh, we're not on that mm, part yet. Um, Man. Yeah, hold on. I don't know where that came from. Almost had to bring Regal in here real fast. Yes. Yeah, that was that was insane. Uh, so we started off last night with the Carolina versus Islanders game, mm-hmm. which we saw the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Islanders 2-1 Take a 1-0 series lead. Mm-hmm. Boston hosted their first game against Florida, where they won 3-1 to take a 1-0 series lead. Uh, this is where things started getting a little crazy. We saw the Dallas-Minnesota game go to a double overtime, where Minnesota finally scored to take the 1-0 series lead, mm. uh, which is why I think that one might actually go a lot shorter, and Dallas might actually be out in less than... Seven or six or whatever I said. I think it said seven. Yeah. But it, that could definitely be a four-game sweep for Minnesota if Dallas isn't careful. Right. This game is the one that I was most shocked about. The Kings-Oilers. In the third period, this game was 3-1 for the Oilers. Mm-hmm. LA battles back, scores the tying goal to make it 3-3 with 16 seconds left. Mm. Sends it to overtime where the Kings win it and take game one in Edmonton. Mm. The crowd was out of it. Electric. They looked defeated after one game. Mm. And all I could say is, well, Edmonton might ruin my my west side of the bracket very fast. It might. Because my lordy Larry, that was a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so far as of right now, we have the Rangers and the Devils playing, which 
Rangers are up two nothing, mm-hmm. and Tampa's up three nothing to Toronto. Mm. So uh, Toronto's not having a good start. No, they're not. Um, but yeah, that's uh, basically the hockey. Wonderful news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have Winnipeg versus Vegas tonight for Game One, and Seattle versus Colorado, where Seattle will have their first ever franchise playoff game. Mm-hmm. But it will be in Colorado. Um, do I really think Seattle will win a game? I probably not. This could be a very embarrassing 4-0 series. Because mm-hmm. last I seen for one of Colorado's ga- or one of Seattle's games mm-hmm. is their goalies. They don't know who's starting for the playoffs yet. Mm-hmm. But both their goalies had over a 3.3 something goals allowed average. Oh, wow. And you don't you don't really want that as your goalie's average of goals allowed. No, going into the playoffs. No, you don't. So yeah, this the, I think that series is going to be very one sided. And the way Colorado is, especially because McCarr, Cal McCarr, is set to return for Colorado tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Um, another good news for the for Bruins fans is uh, Bergeron is feeling better and could be playing for Game Two. Mm. That'll, that'll give a big boost to the Bruins. I mean, even though. Did he not play for game one? No. Oh, he didn't. So, um, that could be a very big boost. Yeah. For the Bruins going into the, into the next games, which I mean, the Bruins really need a boost. Mm-hmm. Not really. Cause I mean, that team is just insane all over the place. Yeah. Uh, the Dallas Stars, though, lose veteran, um, Joe Pavelski, and he will be not playing for game two for the Stars. So losing a veteran like that could hurt the stars a little bit, right? Which is why I said that could very easily be a four zero for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's basically all the exciting start of the playoffs of last night. It might be time to. Uh, Talk about that good old baseball, you know? That good old baseball. Who's getting struck out? Who's hitting home runs? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, currently. Well, not currently. Mm. But oh, the Rays, well. the Rays have uh, ended their historic streak, um, tying yeah, the, the record. Tying the record? Or just coming short of the record? No, they tied the record. They did tie the record. Okay, yeah. They tied the record for greatest start in mm-hmm. all baseball. Um, and since then they've actually lost a couple. Uh, they lost three actually. So, as in the in the last couple games, they're like two and three or one and three or something like that. So, um, they've they've kind of came back down to, you know, to earth a little bit, which is good for all of baseball. Um, and with that, MLB has the audacity to. Post new power rankings where Tampa is not on top anymore. It is it is now Atlanta Braves who the MLB has on top, and huh? although they have a one game worse record than Tampa, I guess. I mean, some other people still have the Tampa at top on top, mm. but um. So yeah, so on screen you you see the power rankings here. You get the Braves and the Rays, followed by the Blue Jays and all those rhymed. Uh, and then the Yankees, the Astros, Brewers, Dodgers, Twins, Mets, and Padres. And honestly, 
everyone on this list, aside from the twins, in my opinion, I think belongs here. I mean, I'm not saying the twins don't belong here. They do belong here. They've they've had a great the start to the season. The twins have shocked me so far, to be honest. Same, same, which is what I was just about to say until I, on, on you know, I didn't mean to just call them out like that. <laughs> they don't belong here. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But um, I was surpri- I'm surprised that they are here. That's what I should say. And so, um, yeah, looking at the, the standings here, which I want to rant, not rant, but uh, give my team some positive, you know, sayings here. We are last in our division. Boston is last in the AL East. But we're still better than half the teams in the league. We're sitting here at eight and nine. Last in our division, right? <laughs> We're sitting here at eight and nine. Last in our division. Um, and that's good enough for third place in the AL Central. It's good enough for second place in the AL West. Good enough for nearly third place in the NL East. Definitely fourth. Nearly third. It's good for... Oh, this confuses me. Ten and seven, but you're in third place. That's weird. Uh, it's good for fourth in, in NL Central. And it's good for second place in the NL West. We are not the last. We are not the worst team. We're sitting at eight and nine, and we are just getting ruined because our division is too good. True. And that makes me mad. I'm I mean, look at my team. Yeah, look at your Toronto, team. Toronto's a decent team, but ten and seven. They're getting they're kind of getting, you know. Lowered because of how dangerous this, this division is. Exactly. Tampa Bay and Yankees are there, which honestly, I mean, you guys are neck and neck for second place here. Um, which I like that. I'm not gonna lie. Which, I do, yeah, I mean, I Toronto. Like look that. at that. Any any other division, you're battling for first, first, yep. first. Okay, not there. Not there. Dang. Mets and yeah. There's, there's a couple. They're, they're there's a there's a couple that's you're like second, okay. Well, you're second here, and then you're tied for first in the NLS. Which the I NL mean, West yeah. honestly has surprised me the most. I mean, got Ari- the worst. The, the Diamondbacks coming out. I, I'm gonna make a bold thing here and say the NL West is so far the worst, worst, worst division. In the in a shocking way, I think the AL West is the worst division. Is it? Yeah, because the Texans, the Tex, the Rangers are ten and six that leading their team, oh, and yeah. then the second place eight, is the eight, Angels. Eight. Wait, no, ten eight 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 three. I think there's multiple people in the NL West that only have five. Two people with five. Ten, eight, eight, five, five. That might that might break even. It might break even. That's, yeah, that actually, yeah. True. But I, I still think from just the talent that this league, that this division has yeah, versus NL this West, division, yeah. I mean, a mm-hmm. couple of weeks down the line, it's going to look completely I, different. Uh, I didn't, I'll tell you this right now. If you would have told me that the NL West would look this interesting at the start, I would have I laughed. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Especially because I thought... Honestly, I thought this year's World Cup win- or World Series winner, oh, I'm just talking all sports today, uh, <laughs> the World Series winner would come out of the World NL Series West, of Baseball. Yeah. yeah the, no, I said the World Cup. Apparently, we're going to soccer all of a sudden. We're back. We're, we're we back cover a year soccer. ago. We're, even... we're, back a, we're back a year ago to the World Cup somehow. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know. The Dodgers. If you were to me, the Dodgers were negative. San Diego would be negative. Yeah. San Francisco. Like those three right there, I thought one of those Double three negative. were like, yeah, like those those are the three teams I thought were like World Series contenders in my opinion. Right, right. And like seeing them negative, I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? 
with this season. Yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, the biggest shock is probably San Diego for me. I mean, eight and mm. ten. I mean, you pick up all the people that you did in the off season, and you're really, eight and ten preseason. You were you were hyping them up in the preseason. I was hyping them up. I was. They're my pick for the for the. <laughs> they're my pick for the World Series. They're your early pick for, to be like a surprising like top team this year, and yes. then they're struggling, struggling early. So we'll have to see how San Diego bounces back if they can get that team chemistry thing under under wraps. I guess because I mean, I mean, you have all those great people in, under one roof. It might be hard from a team chemistry thing if you haven't ever done it before with those people. So it might yeah. take them a little while to, you know, get completely. I was going to say enamored with each other, but that's not the right word. Um, they're not getting enamored, but, uh, you know, indwelled with them. I can't think of a word, but, you know. Giants are friendly with one. each other. What about the Giants? They're about to lose another one. Yeah. Stand, stand the seven, they're down 4-2 four, four to, the, to the Marlins. The it's Marlins nine. are a shocking team this year as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, not, they're sitting at 9-8 and eight right now. Like, they've been... Kind of, kind of bad the last couple of seasons. So seeing them actually like yeah. have winning records, I haven't done anything too special. Yeah, Philadelphia being seven and ten is really shocking. Yeah, I mean they were they literally went to the World Series last year, mm-hmm. or last season, and then this season started off with a shaky start. Yep. But again, there's a lot of games in baseball. There's so too many games in baseball. There's a good shot that half of the stuff we're looking at now. We could look at this episode. I, like October when you know we're getting close to the playoffs. Yep. But I guarantee you we'll all be shocked of how like these teams are just flop. And you know, now they're top teams when they were looking bad. For sure. That's the best part about baseball though is well the runs. I think there's some teams like the athletics that will continue to struggle, but Yeah. I think San Diego will bounce back at some point. Oh, I, I think so. I think so. They're way too talented of a team to not bounce back at some point. Anyway, let's get this NRL segment underway. Welcome back, Regal, once again. Uh, Love to have you here. Um, Glad to be here. Yes, yes. So let's switch on over to the recap of what happened in round seven. Seven? Seven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Seven. The NRL. We're, we're seven rounds in already, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is mine. Um, this is mine, um, not yours. Hold on. Uh, I'm doing Highlanders quick quiz. All right, no, give it to me. You're not. Do, do you want one? <laughs> we could do that. I got to make a different one for Regal, but. <laughs> you know, right. All NRL questions. So, yes. Uh, Halftime was 14-6 Dolphins. After that, uh, absolute dominance from the Bunnies. Uh, yep. Bad news for the Bunnies is they end up losing uh, Cole Matungi um, yes. to, I forget what the injury is called, but it's I believe it's the same thing that Adokar has. Something like that, yeah. I think it's some the like weird Adosmosis, some, yeah. Yeah, something in the leg knee area. Mm. Which isn't yeah. good. Um, no, it's not good. He said they've got what two months on the sideline or something. Basically, yeah, yeah, which is, is pretty rough. That's a that's a big loss for the bunnies. Yeah, uh, we have sharks roosters, where sharks. I mean, it was a close game for a little bit. This one, to be honest, yeah, and, and the sharks fell apart. Or I mean, the roosters and the roosters. Uh, 
head coach Trent Robinson has apparently decided to put this loss on Sam Walker, uh, halfback, which uh, is interesting. Uh, he's been dropped for from the team this week and potentially ongoing. Uh, I guess hmm. we'll see how they go. But that's so strange to me because it's not like the Roosters were favorites going into this game. The Sharks are quite a good team. Hmm. So to, to drop your star young halfback, it, th- that would be like the Bills dropping Josh Allen, right? Mm. It t- it just doesn't make s- like you're not going to win every game. He- he's not in form at the moment, but dropping him to reserve grade as punishment just seems silly. There's been a lot and of it was only weird, silly like choices all the season. A- absolutely, and um, they signed. I-, I think I saw somewhere that Sam Walker signed a two-year million-dollar extension, which in the oh. NRL is actually a pretty big contract. Yeah, um, I was going to say, that they don't usually do millions. Exactly, yeah, and that was in December. Mm. And now he's getting benched. So, And now he's getting benched, what, seven, the seventh round, eighth round, eighth round into the comp? I, I, I think he'll be back this year. Um, I don't oh, know when, so like I've dropped him from my fantasy team. Um, but it just doesn't... I I don't know what the logic is there. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If any, like no. I, I've said for a while, I think the best halves combination you could put in that rooster side is Sam Walker at seven and Joey Manu at six. I think Luke Keir is kind of he's had his time. I think he's a bit he's done. I understand at the moment he's actually looking decent, um, and I guess get the best out of him while you can. But mm. they've dropped the wrong half, in my opinion. That's that's really what it is they're saying that the play styles between sam walker and luke Keary are so similar that it's becoming a problem which is strange because they were the same halves combination from last year and the roosters were playing well so how are they playing the same but they're having different results than they did last year that <laughs> doesn't make sense there's, there's no logic there so yeah uh, i don't know i i think the roosters uh losing their minds a little bit. They're starting to look like how Craig Bellamy's looking, uh, just kind of making changes for the sake of making changes, seeing if something else works. And uh, I don't I don't agree with it. Hmm. Um, speaking of Craig Bellamy. Yeah, that's, I was like, you know, that's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> this not, this okay. was... Yeah. This game was atrocious. I mean, yeah. yeah, I get that there's weather, but oh my, oh my. Yeah, you know I understand. times that I've seen a storm player do something stupid to give Manly a penalty was insane. I mean, the example that comes to my mind is Justin Olam coming in and just hitting Cherry Evans late as can be for after no a kick for no reason, and yeah. then getting sin binned and looking surprised like, "Oh, what did I do?" Yeah, that's <laughs> that was that... the game basically. The the thing about this game was that the first half was actually all mm. right. Oh, uh, I think it started was raining. Yeah, it was decent. The, like Melbourne went into the half down, which is fine. Mm. But you know, I kind of expected second half a lot more points. I think there was only the one try scored. There's the one try half. by Manly in the second half. Yeah, Lock and Crocker. Yeah, where he just barges over the line in the last the- few minutes. And like Melbourne was defending almost that entire second half. They like they were stuck in their own twenty. For most of that game, they just had no attack, and when they did have attack, there was errors. Mm-hmm. It was so incredibly frustrating, especially as a Melbourne fan to watch that it was. But it was just so 
it was so bad. No one wants to watch a game where it's just errors. People want to watch games where people are running down the field, making line breaks, scoring tries, not, oh, we, we can't get out of our own 20-meter 20 20 line. It's just, it was abysmal. It was especially terrible. when especially when it's like professional players. Like that's yeah. You expect them to play their best, that's why they're there, and then that is a game, drop like simple things. Just... Absolutely. That that is a game with two uh teams that have brilliant offense like capabilities. Uh and it ended with what twenty six points in the whole game. <laughs> they should have been scoring twenty six points each. More even. So yeah. Uh GG go next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which next is the New Zealand Warriors uh, hosting the uh, Cowboys. Which this one was another shocker. Yeah, honestly, this this was a game that honestly I don't know if I actually paid attention to the second half. It was a snooze fest. The Cowboys are. I don't know what has happened I, to them. Yeah, I I, I, I thought Nanai being back would be the bolster that they needed. Mm-hmm. Nanai, drink water. They've lost Tal Malolo for a while. I think he's going to have surgery. Um, not a huge loss. A couple of years ago, that was a huge loss for them. These days, they've got the depth. I don't really see that, that being too much of a problem for them. But if, like, if you had told me at the start of the year, when we went through these games, if you had told me the Cowboys lose to the Warriors, that amounts smart, but either way, the Cowboys used the Warriors. I would have laughed at you. Yeah. I, I, regardless of where they're sitting on the ladder, I would have laughed at you because the Cowboys last year were a team that people were saying could make the grand final, could win the grand final. I mean, they were second and last year. They were, and now they're what second last on the ladder. I, they got to be something bad on the ladder. Uh, let me open it up real quick. I think they are oh, their second last on ladder. They've got two wins. That's insane. Mm-mm-mm. So I know we haven't quite. I'm going to jump ahead real quick, but I'm going to say that if the Cowboys can't knock off uh, the Knights this week, uh, their season's probably done. I don't think they yep. can make the eight. Wow. Um, it is. It is officially like do or die for them. The thing about it is this team didn't really like lose that many players either. Like again, yeah. last year, I remember we all had the Cowboys as like one of our top three teams to watch because they were so fun last year. Like yeah. just, they just put up so many points and made it look easy. And then this season comes around and they just, I don't know, they just, they're falling flat. They're not doing the cool plays that they did last season. They just, they're playing very slow, boring. It's the the thing that's frustrating about the Cowboys is that in in last year's preseason they were the team everybody had as wooden spooners, mm-hmm. uh, because oh. they picked up Chad Townsend. I think that was the year they picked up Chad Townsend. Maybe it was the year before. I can't can't quite remember. But their you know their halves were underwhelming underwhelming at the time. Tom did and was, uh, you know he was the trickle down from the Broncos. Like the Broncos didn't want him anymore. The Cowboys signed him. Kind of the same with the Sharks. Sharks didn't want him anymore. They ended up with Nico Hines. So that uh, the Cowboys signed Tom Dearden. And then that was their... Sorry, they signed Chad Townsend. And that was their halves combination. People were like, dude, what are they doing? Chad Townsend brought the experience that the Cowboys needed. And Tom Dearden actually had a good season where they were just electric. Now, coming into this preseason, pre-season everybody was like, you know, that's the team. That's, that's a team that's going to be worth watching. That's a team that's going to guarantee to make the eight. And... Sitting at nearly at the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> I, 
I don't understand. So I, mean, I, I think they're officially under the gun. They're, I they're can't believe I'm saying this. Die. I think the Warriors actually make the eight. I'm going to stick with what I said, man. I know. I know you don't, don't think so. But I don't know. They keep getting these wins. They do. They do. Uh, and I, look, I'll almost always take them to win a Mount Smart. I don't care who they're versing. Yeah. All right. Mount Smart, I'll, uh, that, that's, they just win at Mount Smart. They, they all, always have. But I still think by the end of the year, they will not finish in the top eight. Maybe 10th, 9th, maybe, or most likely. Uh, not below that, but I still don't think they make the eight. Yeah, I, just, I do think that if they don't make the eight, they're on the outside, just, just outside. I, I really think they're going to be a team like the Broncos last year, where they had a really good start to the season, and then oh. the end of the season is where they just drop. I just realized what game is next. Arguably, probably the best game of the week. But at the same time, also worst game. I agree. The only It was boring up until maybe the last 20 minutes. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, where we ended up having a bit of a um, uh, field goal kick out. I uh, guess. Gamble's field goal, though, to give them like was brilliant that was insane how like that was so far and yet so perfect yeah yeah and i kind of was um, for the knights at one point where i was like you know what if the knights win this good on them yeah well i remember saying to you i was like i don't think panthers really deserve this win um no they l- like the look knights a lo- yeah the knights are looking decent this year sure but it's penrith yeah they're and showing the cracks. They they're absolutely showing the the cracks. But the two field goals done by Nathan Cleary as well, like he it, within three minutes. I know, I know the game went to Golden Point, but within three minutes he kicked two absolutely draw droppingly beautiful field goals. Mm. Um, credit to him, he was absolutely MVP in that game. Um, at least for Penrith, no, uh, for the Knights it was obviously Tyson Gable. He scored a try. He kicked the. Uh, uh, the field goal to take the lead, and then Nathan Cleary on the next set came back and kicked the next field goal to tie it uh, before Golden Point. It was, I would say, probably the best game of the of the week. Um, I can agree with that. Even though it was low scoring, it's fine when the ending is so like interesting like that, right? Actually, I don't know. I feel like the next game wasn't that bad. I didn't even watch this game. I I started watching it. Uh, and it was pretty close at halftime, like uh, two tries apiece in the first half. And yeah, I, I think the Titans like, were winning it. By the look of it, yeah, they had the bent penalty goal, so they they went up by two by the look of it at halftime. And then so. the Broncos did what Broncos do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce yeah. Walsh, Jesse Arthur's Kirk Capel, Ezra Mam, Selwyn Cobo. Selwyn Cobo's try was actually really, really good on on Broncos side. The, t- the Titans need to learn how to not drop a ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't know. This Nobody really, like, this is what everybody expected, kind of a blowout. It took a while for Broncos to get there, but, you know, they got there. See, um, I, I just have a feeling that, like, the Titans could be the best team in the league. I just feel like the Broncos will always be their kryptonite. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean... There's no doubt the Titans should be better than they are. I've said that for years. They, they've. I don't know what the problem is. I, I don't know if they've got the Tigers effect where it's their head office is just there's something going wrong up there that they haven't figured out. 
um, because they've tried so many different combinations. Mm. They've brought in Kieran Foran in the halves, who has been decent. You know, he's he's a leader for them there. Uh, they lost AJ Brimson, which is a pretty big loss in my opinion, but they've got Jaden Campbell as a backup. Uh, you know, young guy. Um, his father was one of the original signings to the Titans as well. So, you know, he's you know, he's he's got reason to be at the club. He he likes it there by the look of it. Um, and he's just an electric player. So uh decent fill in. I yeah, there's really no reason for them to not be winning games. Um, although I feel like they're actually doing all right. This year, at least yeah, the Titans. The, last year. the Titans. The you know, they've almost because uh, I was talking to Jabin about this. The Titans almost yeah. have maxed out the wins that they had last season already. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I did predict them having a better year this year um, than last year. I remember the boys laughing at me for that. But uh, you know, they're tenth and they're currently tied for fifth with the Bunnies. So uh, you know, but they could pretty pretty easily be in the eight this week if not the week after um so they're actually doing better than i'm giving them credit for but uh still you know they're still floating on that edge you know maybe maybe not um but we'll see how they go they're, they're a more interesting team to watch this year and i'm i'm oh, glad honestly. to see that at least uh yeah this this game is one of those things again where the dragons come up close but again lose within a try GG, go next. Yeah, honestly, yes. <laughs> I'm Ter- a, terrible. Two I, terrible teams. Terrible game. I just want to point out, though, every game the Dragons have played this season, they've lost by a try or less. Yep. And if, yeah, that like, sounds like the Dragons. It's just insane because I'm like, you look at that, they're almost like how the Saints were of like the NFL Saints were last mm. season, not not the season that just happened, but the season before that. Season before where like that, where they they're close to making the playoffs, but they just lost every game by like a touchdown or whatever. And it was like you just yeah. you win these games. You're you're up there in the eight pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. It's just their defense just falls apart. What and then their offense just can't me, get going. Yeah. What what's frustrating me about these two teams? Raiders, they've got a, quite a few injuries at the moment. Um, and they're still kind of finding a way to win games, so there's Shot. not really a whole lot to talk about with the Raiders. Um, the Dragons, on the other hand, if you go back and look at their starting lineup from this week to week one, their forward pack is just... Ch- no, the opposite. It's changing Has too it? much. It, they cannot decide what to do with Jack Bird. Uh, they had him playing at lock last week. This week, they've got Jack DeBellin playing at lock. The week before, they had him weird. at prop. Like... They don't have any consistency in that forward yeah, pack. They're who's doing. playing where. They have no idea. Anthony Griffin, I've, it's been said for years that he is on the chopping block. I do not know how he still has a job. He has no idea what he's doing. At this point, fire him, fire him yeah. and get Michael McGuire in. It can't be worse. No. Um, there's no consistency in that forward pack, and it's really hurting their back line. Like, Ty- Tyrell Sloan's trying to carry the back half of that team. And he's doing he's doing a pretty good job, you know. Tyrell Stones mm. he's he's doing a right at fullback. Um, you know, he lost the job last year to Cody Ramsey, um, who unfortunately is out with some serious illness for the whole year, uh, which sucks because I was really looking forward to watching Cody Ramsey. He's a brilliant oh, yeah, player. He, I he yeah, he literally good last season. He was brilliant. Um and uh, you know, now Tyrell Sloan managed to get that starting job, obviously by default. Mm-hmm. And he's doing well. 
Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm going to blame their loss on the fact that they they don't know what they're doing with that board pack. They yeah, they have no consistency. You can't there. be switching it that much because then the players don't even know what they're doing anymore. Like looking at the stats from that game as well. Uh, we'll go player stats real quick. Uh, there's a glaringly obvious problem that they've done, and there was a whole speculation that the Dragons lost a interchange in this game, which mm-hmm. isn't true, uh, but they used an interchange incorrectly, essentially. So oh. they started... The, originally, it was meant to be Jacob Little starting at hooker. That didn't end up happening. At halftime, they swapped him out with... Oh, no, sorry. Moses Embai, before the game, came into hooker, and then Jacob Little played the second half of the game, uh, which inherently kind of screwed them over because they weren't able to utilize the forward pack on their bench. So, you know, Jack DeBellin ended up playing 80 minutes a lock, which is great if you've got him in fantasy, but he would have been absolutely buggered. Jack Bird, 80 minutes in the second row. Jaden Sewer, 74 minutes in the second row. You should be using your interchanges to give your forward pack a break because mm-hmm. of how much work they have to do. Why are teams using interchanges on hookers? It does not make sense. I understand hookers are still in the forward pack, but if you've got, like, Damian Cook, he plays 80 minutes. Harry Grant plays 80 minutes. Why, there are teams like uh, the Dragons, like the Tigers, who are starting to not use their interchanges for Happy Coruscant anymore, which is good. Uh, the Broncos, but the Broncos are actually kind of doing it successfully to a degree. Um, but they've got a forward pack that's so young and Patrick Harrigan and, and uh, Payne Haas, they can play those extended minutes if they need to, where they can afford to use that interchange for their hookers just to, you know, liven up the game a little bit. Dragons don't have that that yeah. uh, luxury, so I don't understand why they they can't just stick with a hooker. It's not like Little or Embi are hookers like Harry Grant, where they're taking it from dumping half, sprinting down the field at 80 meters for a try. Yeah, they're, no. not, they're just not doing that. They grab the ball, they pass it. That's, mm. that's what the, those hookers are doing. I don't understand how they're not uh, playing them for 80 minutes. It's mind-boggling. I don't know. makes no sense. As soon as Anthony Griffin's gone, I think that team gets better. Oh, yeah. And then ending with the Eels Bulldogs. <laughs> what excitement do you have to tell us on this one, Regal? I didn't watch the game, and I'm glad I didn't, because I, I definitely would have been gone for Bulldogs in this game. Sorry, JT. Um, <laughs> and I would have been disappointed to see 30-4. to four. Uh, Yeah, I don't have much to say. Uh, the it's, Eels finally I will say this, though. The Bulldogs got a lot of injuries in this game. Yes, they did. In fact, that is worth talking about. Uh, Bulldogs have lost both of their starting... Pardon me. Both of their starting wingers in Josh Adekar and Jacob Kraz. Yep. which is painful. Yep. Um, and what's really frustrating for me is I'm a, I'm a big fan of Matt Burton, always have been. Um, you know, he's been great for the Blues. Uh, when I saw he was going to be starting halfback for, I guess, 5-8 for the Bulldogs, I was really excited. I think he, you know, he was, would be perfect in there. And last year, he individually did pretty well. This year, they finally added some more depth. They... Uh, you know, they, they started looking like they had some cohesion and now and then they started the year off kind of bad. You know, they mm-hmm. weren't having many wins. They're starting to kind of pick it up now. And then they lost Josh Adokar. They lost Jacob Kiraz this week or last week. And now they've decided to switch Matt Burton to halfback instead of 5'8". 
which should have been happening from the start. And they've done that now when both of their star hookers are out. Uh, sorry, both of their star wingers are out. Um, so I think it's a great change in the halves there, but they've done it too late. I don't think it's yeah. going to make much of a difference losing the Bulldogs are, like that. I think they're on a downs like, slider now. Yeah. Uh, when Kikau, Adokar, mm-hmm. Kiraz are all back, if they keep Burton in the seven jersey, I they think definitely, they, they definitely damage. could. Yeah, the Bulldogs definitely could make the eight still. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they're out yet, but it depends on how long it takes for those three to get back. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Kikau's too. Far. Oh, no, he tore a pectoral, actually, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's, he's out for a while. Yeah, because he was, he was fine, went to comply, and then he tore his pectoral during practice. Yeah. Yeah. So and Adokar's about... still good. So talking about the Eels for one second and this comeback that they're having, I'll put the Mm -hmm. quotation marks around the comeback. Do you think it's sustainable or are we just beating easy teams? Uh, It's Um, absolutely sustainable. Yeah. I think. I Uh, mean, let's be honest. They should. They should be where they're at. Mm -hmm. Realistically, the fact that they've lost as many games this year as they have been is the upset. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand how they are. That last year they were the last couple of years they've been such a dominant team. They ha- and they haven't really lost anybody. Like they've lost Jermaine Hopgood, who they no, no, sorry, he was from they gained Jermaine Hopgood, yep. which has been a huge bolster for them. I was thinking of Penrith. Um you know, they've only improved. Like you look at that forward pack, they've got Junior Polo, uh RCG, they've got Jermaine Hopgood, they've got Ryan Madison, they've got Sean Lane. That is probably the best forward pack in the in the competition, in my opinion. And then wow. they've got Mitchell Moses still in Brown. They've got Mike Asiva, who's one of the best wingers in the in the com. Well Pernasini, who's one of the best senders and like how are they losing games? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But they are. Um you know, like they beat the Bulldogs. Yeah. That's not much to it was, it was Although, their first like blowout victory. It was. And that's that's something to be proud of. I th- but mm. I I think they they are a team that can be beating teams like Penrith and Brisbane. Yeah, um, they've done it before. That yeah, and they there's no reason they shouldn't be doing it, but for whatever reason they aren't. So I think I it is sustainable. It's up it's... to them if they sustain it or not. I'm telling you, I yeah. feel like this Penrith team here did something to them in that finals last year. Yeah, because yeah, it's like it's still in their head, isn't it? Because the they just I don't know. They, they seem like they're not. Confident enough to go out there and just like go hard well, the whole time, maybe even overconfident. I uh, maybe in, in I a mean, weird way, like I, I, yeah, I don't know. Because there's multiple times where like they, they'll start off strong and they're like go 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 go, but then they let off the gas, and these teams are either coming back and beating them, or because it was a close game in the first half, the second half the other team just goes off on them because they let their foot off the gas, and then it's like, yeah. well, this is the GGS. Yeah, absolutely. And also the biggest upset of the week, by the way, uh, the Tigers get their first win. Yeah, you know what? That is true. That's competition. A buy win, win, but it's a win. You know, hey, it's, it's points on the board. So we take. Those. Uh, you know, now they're only they're only two points behind the Cowboys. Well, they take those. <laughs> That's gonna say, uh, I don't know if you want to claim the Tigers as your team. And I'm not claiming them. No, Mm-mm. not. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. Yeah, this this week coming up, round eight, we got a couple of good games. Mm-hmm. We start off with the uh, Bunnies Panthers. Yep, 
genuinely uh, a coin flip game for me, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers play that they did last week. It should be a Bunnies game, but again, the Bunnies don't have Cole Matungi. Um, we put Jairo in the eight jersey for this week, which is really weird to me. Something I didn't expect. Um, yeah, they had him there last week before they moved him to the interchange as well. It, yeah, um, it's really weird. I'm like, I'm for it. If it means he plays more minutes, I'm for it. Yeah, I, I kind of would have liked to see Jairo in a weird way take. Kola Matangi's spot. Mm, I would have as well. That's what I assumed they were going to do. But they, they're putting um, Cheekum in his yeah. spot, which is really weird because Cheekum is a small, smaller guy from what I've seen. He, so yeah, he's, he's quite lanky. So I'm really confused of why you wouldn't put someone like Jairo, who we know what he can do. He can push through people and make plays. Mm. I mean, again, it might be one of those things where game time switch, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Because of because of because of the weird ways of losing Kuala Matungi, I kind of do got to say I feel like Penrith will probably win that game, but it is at the Bunny Stadium, so maybe maybe Bunnies finally do it. Yeah. Uh, the second game of the week, we get Eels Broncos. Oh no! So to answer the JT's yeah. question on this one, I think for this week the Eels momentum gets halted. Well, I. I, I, I see why you'd say that. And obviously the Broncos are the dominant team at the moment. This game's being played in Darwin? Yeah. yeah. Don't know why. Um, I think if Parramatta can find themselves and play like they did last year, this is going oh, to be a very good game. Mm-hmm. And this they could win this game. But if they play like they have been so far this year, yeah, they're going to get absolutely... Multiple yeah, see, ones. my it's worry, my worry is going to be a close game in the first half. Mm-hmm. Second half, the way the Eels like to let off the gas in the second half, and the the Broncos are known for stepping on that gas in the second half. Mm. This game could get very ugly in the second half, very quickly. Yep. Score as much as you can in the first half, and then see what happens. That's yeah. The yeah. Eels kind of have to score a lot. Hope they take up a big lead. Yeah. If I not, think a lot of this it's, game. Uh, relies on Clint Gutherson. Yeah, um, he's he's under the gun at the moment, potentially losing his job, which I think is a bit much. Mm. Um, but they're losing; they've got to make a change. Yep. Same thing as the Roosters; that's what they're trying to do. Um, and I would say Gutherson's probably more of a deficit to the team than somebody like Moses. Um, yeah, no. No, I so Moses. I think I think if Gutherson can can step up and really sort of shine a light for the team, um, yeah. They, it's a winnable game for them for sure, but I would be putting my bet on the Broncos for that game. Yeah, I would. I would say Moses has been like one of our most impactful players this entire season so far. I mean, he's and been so the one making be. the plays, and you know, especially doing those like kicks into the. Is it called the end zone? It's not the end zone. Uh, the try zone. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, yeah. calling it end zone is fine. As end zone's well, fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like yeah. seeing the kicks that he does to like set us up for even a chance for a try. I'm just like, how in the world do you do that? But. Yeah, that's his but job. If I saw Moses get benched, I might have to rethink my my whole Eels partnership. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. This one, I'm just gonna say it immediately. Sharks. Sharks. I hope not. I like, I really. It's, like just, the it's just because the Bulldogs have too many injuries now, losing both their wingers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I someone think... else got injured as well for the Bulldogs, but I don't know if it was a serious injury or not. I think, um, in terms of. The forward pack and the halves. I feel like this game's actually going to be pretty oh, close. It was Avarillo. He was shaking uh, up at one point. 
he is listed to play um, at center okay. alongside Braden Burns, I think. Or I can't remember. Declan Casey, actually. Okay. Um, I think I think Burton can compete with Hines, um, mm. especially in terms of kicking. Like That's where Burton shines. I think he can compete there, and I think the forward packs are pretty solid as well. I think maybe Bulldogs, if anything, have a little bit of a lead there. But between those two back lines, like Kennedy, Katoa, Mulatalo, uh, yeah. Ramey, and Talakai for the Sharks, up against Declan Casey, <laughs> who mega lol, uh, Braden Burns, also who mega lol. Uh, and then we've got Jake Avrillo, and I can't even think of who the other center is. Who's the other center for the Bulldogs? Alamadi. Uh, oh, yeah, Alamadi, of course. Um, those four, and then Hayes Param at fullback. That is like it the epitome be. of a diff right there. Yeah, it, this game could very well be a blowout. It could, like, honestly, putting Mulatalo on for three tries yeah. wouldn't be a bad bet. I wouldn't doubt if Talakai even has could Talakai could have the game like he did last year, where he had a hundred points in the first half. He could, yeah, absolutely. There's this with how. How much of a diff there is in, in that back line? Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I think it's going to be up to those edge players, um, which, off the top of my head, TPJ maybe and Preston. Yeah. It's going to be up to them to have really good defense um, to help out, particularly the centers, so that the centers can help the wingers out on the defense. If they can, if they can keep some cohesion there on the edges, um, yeah, Bulldogs can win that game, but it is going to be very, very difficult for sure. Mm. Cowboys Knights. Um, I gotta go Knights here. I'm going Cowboys. I, I'm also going Cowboys. Um, I don't like it. There is only one win separating Knights and Cowboys, I believe. So realistically, I, the teams are actually decently close. I'm gonna oddly say Lock the Miller is gonna have a crazy game for this for this Knights team. And he could do. Uh the Knights also get Kalen Ponga back in Ooh. 5-8. Uh Ooh. which we think is a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> until, until he gets tackled once and he's out with another concussion. Uh, and if that's the case, they've got Tyson Campbell on the interchange as well. So, um, yeah, this... I think this will be an interesting game. Like I said, it's going to be this is a coin the Cowboys. Toss. Yeah, I think it's a coin toss. Cowboys need to win it to keep their season going. Um, Knights... Honestly, they're kind of playing well enough that they could loot, drop this game and it yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't affect them too, too badly. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of this game rests on Kalen Ponga, how mm-hmm. he's going to be playing in 5-8. They're expecting him to be his 5-8, like their 5-8 for the future. Um, but if he keeps getting concussed every game, you know, he's not going to have a future to be playing for, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the guy. if the Cowboys lose... Like the game against the Knights at their home stadium, yeah, they're 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 done. Their their yeah. their season is literally just fried at that point. It's hard to not disagree with that. Yeah, I agree. Dolphins Titans. This is going to be a game of the week. I think. A good game. Stunkop Stadium, which is kind of shocking because Bunny's Bunny's Penrith is happening, and I still say I think this is going to be a game of the week. Stunkop Stadium, though. That's yeah. That's the only problem. As long um, as the field holds up, this game will be really decent. I hope this game is interesting to watch. I hope it's I hope it's a good game. Um, 
it's I feel like it's mostly going to come up to the Titans being able to form at the Dolphins level. Uh, they're yeah. again like eighth and tenth, so I think they have the same amount of points. I think so. Uh, in terms of wins, um, and I don't. Oh, uh, the Titans have had their bye, so technically the Dolphins are a win up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. I'm going Dolphins in this game. I think I am too. Honestly, they've had a rough go of things the past couple of weeks, but I think they find their footing here as they slip I think around it's, Suncorp. I think it's a bit of a coin toss game, but I'm probably going to back the Titans for the win. Ooh. Oh, it's a okay. bit of an underdog bet, though. I'll be honest. I think I think the yeah. Dolphins should win this game based on their performance this year. Uh, but I'd like to see the Titans win this game. I'm, for just, sure. I'm just expecting the hammer to really go off this game, possibly getting like a double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying the Titans will win. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. I just I hope that they win, if anything, which is weird because I don't even like the Titans. Oh, this is <laughs> this this game is this is a toss up. Uh huh. No, I'm just kidding. This is Sea Eagles all day long. This is a game that I think uh, Turbo is going to get at least a hat trick in this game. That, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, if you have Turbo on your fantasy, captain him. Yeah, this man's going to have a hat trick this week. I now have DC on my fantasy. I've captained him. Yeah. Um, I hope they absolutely roll the Tigers because the Tigers need to do something. I like the Tigers, right, as a team. Hmm. Um, I'm sad Adam Dewey's out. He's my, one of my favorite players, um, nice. and he's out for the rest of the season, potentially start of next season as well. Wow. Um, with his third ACL tear in the same mm. knee. It is yeah, a rough might, going for him. That might be close to career ending when you get that True, many like, yeah. ACLs in the same leg, especially the same knee. That's yep. where it gets a little scary. And uh, the Tigers are debuting a new fullback, Jareem Buller. Um, mm, okay. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. But yeah, I, I see this being like 100 to nil, genuinely. Yeah, I could see this being a big game. If it's not. A massive blowout. The Tigers had a good game. Yeah, mm. honestly, I could see, like in my head, I could see Turbo getting a hat trick, mm-hmm. uh, DCE getting a um, maybe a hat trick even right. as well. Yeah. Um, I see uh, Garrick one for four. Garrick, I think, is injured for this. No, he's playing. Is he? Yeah, he's listed. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Garrick can definitely get points then. Yeah, I think this is one this of the is, first yeah. times that Manly is looking full strength. They're out. Yeah. Well, Cola. Uh, Tulagi and Cola. But they got Brad Parker, uh, they got Morgan Harper, yeah. they're playing. Fine. They got Saab. You know what? Saab for three. <laughs> Saab could get three. Um, Against the Tigers' side there? Yeah, I could see Saab. Oh, wait. Isn't Talal coming back this week? Was he cleared? Oh, Tommy Talau. Yeah, he's yeah. on the interchange. Oh, yeah, he's well, seventeen. Not starting him. Interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why you'd waste an interchange spot on him if you're not going to start him, unless they're planning on putting was, him somewhere else. He was doing good before he got injured. It wasn't like he was doing terrible. Yeah, like I, I like I, I told you, I wanted to pick him up this week for my fantasy, but um, I saw him, he was seventeen, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's good. What do you do with like, that? What if he doesn't come in until like the very end for five Actually, minutes? Let's talk about the Tigers' interchange there for a sec. They have Joe Offerhand-Gawi, who's a brilliant forward. Alex Twell, also a brilliant forward. Hopefully he scores a try this year. Uh, and then they've got Tommy Talao and Dane Laurie taking up two bench spots. Wow. 
That's, yeah, I can that's see weird. that being a game day change. David Nopalumi mm-hmm. on the reserves. Hopefully he makes a comeback. But, I, uh, I think Talao will be moving to the starting lineup at some point. Yeah, he could do. But I don't this see why you're wasting two bench spots on a center and a fullback. Or yeah, a center and a halfback is what Dane Laurie should be. But Weird. Um, yeah. I, okay. That's, yeah, okay. Again, like I said, if it's not a huge blowout, Tigers had a good game. Uh, well, I'll tell you this one. Before even really going in this one, uh, Dragons lose by a try. Yeah, I can see it. Just because um, the Dragons love to keep it close, but they just never finish it. Yeah, uh, like I said in, in the Discord, um, they've dropped uh, Sam Walker for this game, yeah. at least, pro- probably more. Actually, you know what? Uh, because of that, I hope the Dragons actually win this game. What? No, yes anyway. and no. I really like Joey Manu. I'm a big Joey Manu yeah. fan. Uh, and seeing him playing finally in the halves really makes me happy. I've said for a while, I think the halves should be Sam Walker, Joey Manu. Um, but Joey Manu, Luke Keery, look, I'll take it. Yeah. I kind of hope the Roosters win this game. Um, also, huge news, actually, for the Roosters. They have Satili Tupanua on the interchange, oh. uh, who I'm a big fan of. Last year, he was on my fantasy. He did very well. He is just okay. an absolutely electric player. Uh, I hope he makes it into the starting side soon. They also have Angus Crichton back uh, mm. after he's taken the first couple weeks off or the first eight weeks off for uh, mental health reasons. Um, he is back in the starting lineup, which is good to see. So I think if eventually they find out a way to put Satili Tupanu in that starting side, maybe dropping Egan Butcher for Satili. Uh, that team that. is deadly. It is deadly. Also, yeah, Paul Monrovsky makes his uh, first has his first game of the year as well. I think this is when I think this is the week that the Roosters start looking more like the Roosters we expect. I hope so. I hope so. I think it's going to come down to how those halves do, and there's going to be a microscope on that on on Luke Keery and Joey Manu for that game. Ooh. Then we end the week with Storm Warriors. Yeah, in Amy genuinely, Park. Genuinely pretty nervous about that game. I'll be honest. I mean, for some reason, they have the Storm as a huge, huge favorite, but I feel like this should be a lot closer. I think it should be closer as well. Um, just because it's in Melbourne? I mean, no, it's because it's, it's, it's got to do with it. It's got that as um, plus it's the Storm. Yeah, that I mean, is yeah. the main thing. Everyone's expecting the Storm to always be like a top three, top five team mm-hmm. every year. So, like, seeing Warriors Storm in in Melbourne, you'd be. Yeah, the Storm should win this. Yeah, it should be a blowout. Do I think they'll win it? I do. But I think it'll be a lot closer than what a lot of people are thinking it's going to be. If this, if Melbourne lose this game, I will change my mind and go ahead and say Warriors make the eight. But <laughs> uh, I, don't see, I don't see the Warriors winning this game. You know. <laughs> no. But I do think it's going to be closer than what a lot of you are expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, because, it's, I hope it's a again, blowout. The Storm aren't fully healthy yet. No. And because of that, I think that's the only reason why it's close. I really hope Pappenhausen is back before Matthew yeah, that I really hope. I hope his he goes project- back week. Yeah, his projected return was round eight. Round six to round eight was what they originally said. Uh, Pappenhausen turned around and said, look, it might take a bit longer. Obviously, no, no. that's the case. 
So I'm hoping he's back next week. Otherwise, there's still magic around for him to potentially be back, and I hope that's when he's back because um, I really want to see him start playing again. But at the same time, he shattered. He literally shattered his kneecap. Yeah, give the man as much time as he needs. True. Um, True. I think we've got Nick Meany back for this game. We do, mm-hmm. and that is very good because we saw how Monster played at fullback last week, and it was not. It wasn't terrible, admittedly. But it wasn't ideal. What's the standings looking like, Highlander? What's how's how's it shaping up? Are people moving up? I saw eels are higher um, than they were with our two. Yeah, the, the, the eels have moved up to twelfth now. They moved up, yeah. So, I mean, that that's good. The Raiders moved up to fourteenth. Um, Cowboys dropped down to sixteenth. Mm. Tigers, even though they get those two points because of the bye week, they're still winless. Um, Again, there's only two points separating tenth and second. Yeah, that's so, insane. Yeah, like it's it's still really early on in the season, which mm. is why like the Cowboys again shouldn't be too too worried. But I, I mean, look at that. Yeah, look at that I'm score for it. Do or die. Yeah, yeah, one twenty one to one fifty three, negative thirty two. Um, like that's just you just don't want to see that. I mean. Not this good. doesn't look good either when you're looking the at the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, negative sixteen. Like, yeah, that's just. I mean, look, this is the saddest one actually. Knights with negative three in there in the like, eleven. Yeah, <laughs> like the Knights are like, we shouldn't be where we are. We're so close. And they're well, really? heels plus thirteen, and they're in twelve. True. That's where and you then, go ahead and look at Warriors and, and, and even Manly. Like Manly's got a six point differential. Warriors only have sixteen in comparison. Broncos. 86. Yeah, that's, that's just gross. I didn't even look. Even the, the bunnies. bunnies. Are 50. 50, like, yeah. Which is exactly what I'm saying. Like, the Warriors are winning these games, but like. They're close games. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're obviously very close. Like, same with them. Same with Manly. Manly's games have all been close as well. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like you can look at Manly's team and go, that is a much better team. Yeah. Just got to figure out the yeah. offense. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean that right there tells you everything as well. Three and zero at home, zero yep. and two on the road. They haven't won a game that they're on the road for, and they are on the road this week. So we'll see how that goes. If that changes, okay. mm-hmm. well, not. might break that little losing streak on the road that they've got. I mean, yeah. I think they, I think they want to. It is against the Tigers, literally the best team to do it against. So yeah. true, uh, true. Some of the Tigers win that game. I might actually. I I'm might cry. cry. Yeah, I was gonna say I of might both, actually cry. Of both joy and and sadness. Yeah. yeah. That like you just you don't expect it. Yeah. Well, that is great stuff. Thank you to Regal once more. And uh until the next recap of the NRL in two weeks. So there'll probably be a lot to unpack there too. Um, mm-hmm. We'll switch it over to the esports segment Ooh. of the show. The Call of Duty uh, Championship Weekend has been announced. The location has been announced, and it is coming to Vegas of all places. Oh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, Vegas is the uh, is, is the place, the location for. COD championships this year, which I mean, honestly, it's a great place for, for COD champs. So they came out with this little hype video for, for champs and 
I mean, if we have the same kind of champs that we had last year, I mean, this is going to be an insane and wild champs weekend. I mean, I feel bad whoever gets eliminated the first day, though. Oh yeah, it's going to be. They're 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 going to be losing a lot of money in the, uh, the casinos. Or you can turn around and and win it back. You know, who, who knows? Or that, yeah. You might have lost the the COD championship, but you can at least. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of things going on there. Get a little bit more, yeah. But uh, So, yeah, talking about Call of Duty, we had the Major Four uh, qualifiers finish this past weekend. Um, and for some reason, I can't find a single graphic or anything about the actual like qualifying stand, like standings of this qualifier. I know that Optic went 5-0, and which is fantastic. Uh, Vegas Legion went 4-1, and which is fantastic. I know two Wait, teams finished 0 and 5. Is it not on the COD website? It's not. No, it is nowhere. I Because I, I just found major four qualifier standings. Yes, but it's not the it, it's not the qua- Wait, what did you find? Hold on. It's it says 5 and 0 and Let me look at 0 and 5. Oh, you don't have it pulled up on your screen. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on. There we go. There we go. See? Where in the world do you see that? It's major four Qualifying standings. Just on the Call of Duty page. Yeah. Why in the world? Why was a, <laughs> a simple Google search not bringing that up for me? <laughs> I'm losing it. That's why I'm like, you saw that. I'm like, the, I'm like this, this is everything you're saying right here is showing true. So the, amount, like, <laughs> the amount of time that I spent in that NRL segment trying to find this, this stupid graphic. And I it, found it in two I seconds. guess it wasn't a graphic, but okay. Well, I, yeah. So here we go. So yeah, Optic five and zero, uh, Thieves four and one, Surge four and one, Subliners and Vegas four and one. Everyone's four and one. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a crazy. Well, I didn't phase, know that many people. Phase the only three and two team. Yeah, which normally you have a battle of the three and twos to just make it no, into the winners. Now it's just the battle of four and ones. Now it's just the battle of four and ones. Yeah, but with that said, I mean, a team in Boston, two and three, they get yes. to push forward to the to the eight. No, you know, to the top I, eight. Can I just say the most crazy one here is Toronto one and four. Oh yeah, major three champs. Yep, one and four. Yeah, they 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 really took a took a nosedive, and I mean, it's funnily enough, me. London has a win, and that yeah. that was huge. Um. London has a win, and then two teams, both 0-5, uh, Los Angeles Gorillas and Florida Mutineers. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's not looking good for them. I mean, LAG has been looking really bad for a long time now, and Florida kind of all of a sudden just started looking bad out of nowhere. I mean, they did get, like, top 12, I think, at the, at the last major. So, I mean, it, I guess it's not new news, but... Um, yeah, but so there's a little standout here. I wanted to uh, highlight Standy and his efforts for the Ooh. Las Vegas Legion because obviously he got dropped from Toronto. He got absolutely smack talked by teammates, mainly Scrap, um, for being selfish, for you know caring about himself and blah, blah blah. And so you know he gets picked up by by Vegas and he starts popping off for them. And um, what 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 What's your face? Oh, oh, I just I just seen that <laughs> Seattle versus Phase is a round one matchup. Oh yeah, oh we'll get there. Four. That's I just seen that and yeah, that we'll just got me excited. There. We'll get there. But yeah, so 
Uh, I wanted to shout Standy out there because he's a phenomenal uh, player. And I mean, when you have a team around him, I mean, you know, him, uh, Donnie Temp, TJ Haley, and Clayster, I mean, they finally have a team. Yeah. Vegas finally has a team where I mean, they can contend for stuff. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas is one of those teams that I think could be that surprise team that makes, I don't know if they'll make a winner bracket run, but I feel like Vegas might make a loser bracket run in Major Four. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, Got a couple of stats here. See, I found all these stats, all these statistics, the, but I just stats couldn't. Are fantastic. I yeah. just couldn't find the qualifying, <laughs> the the standings. I don't know. See, this is why I have Highlander on. Yeah, um, true. So the major four qualifiers, uh, overall KD, Sam Octane, one point five. That is just Love disgusting. Kenny Quavo is team Kenny Andraza. Oh my, three thieves. out of the four LA Thieves members are here in overall KD. And I'm, surprised, I'm honestly surprised to not see Envoy because Envoy didn't have a bad stage either. I mean, he, he's probably right here at like 11th or something. I don't know. But, or tied 10th and they just didn't show it. Right, yeah, right. Insane. I thought it was a tie for 10th because that's, I mean, you got a tie here, I guess. But it's yeah. pretty, I mean, uh, also Kremp, I mean, new guy for the Boston yeah. Breach. I mean, he, he showed out, I guess, this week. But I don't think this really going to stay. I don't think Kremp is the answer. Um, I'm not surprised Pred is in the top 10. I mean, no, Pred, I mean, he was definitely he, he higher earlier. Yeah, he's done worse. Week. He's definitely did. I think because at this point, he just wants out of Seattle, to be honest. I think he's, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I, think and I, I, saw, I saw today that if for some reason, if Optic choose to stick together, which mm. it, it's more of a question now, honestly, yeah. as, as to do Optic stay together because they are, they are vibing. They're doing something. Yeah. They are, you know, communicating well. They are. They're they're doing very well together, and so like I could see a world where Optic just stays together, and, and where does Pred go then? Probably to Phase. Oh, you know, Pred probably goes to Phase. You move Simp to that flex oh. that flex role. You have Celium as a main AR, Simp as the flex, and a BZ and Pred running sub. It's game over. Like that. That is like Cold War Phase level of dominance that I see. I mean, it is just insane. Who else, who else is on phase right now? A slasher. He would get dropped. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're, you got Slasher, you got oh, yeah. Celium. Who are who you picking? You're picking Celium every day of the week. Oh, 100%. Uh, Look at Beans. The boy, the boy Beans. Yeah, boy right? Beans. Look at him. He's, he's going ham. He's going, he's going good. Uh, hey, yeah, Sib, that's, that's a Seattle player too, isn't it? Sib is a Seattle player. Yep, Sib's there. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, he had a crazy weekend as well. So he, he did very well. I uh, got some more uh, stats here. Hardpoint oh. KD. You got Sib at the top oh. there going crazy. Quavo Ken. Kenny, yeah, of course. Kenny. Accuracy, uh, though. Hold on. Well. Accuracy up there. Oh, uh, well, never mind. All of, there. all of LA Thieves are in the top 10 again. Yep. All well, except for Envoy. Except for Envoy. Yeah. I don't know where he's at. He might be on this slide here. S and D stats. You got Drazi, you got Kenny, you got oh. Octane. Oh um, my. Yeah, so no, one more. No, uh, no Envoy. No, but... Envoy just keeps getting left out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so there's only so many kills in the map. You know, I mean, yeah. like if yeah. if you got three of your guys in the top ten, you're just chilling. <laughs> I mean, when you have Draza dropping a four point oh, yeah, uh, that is just Kenny three point oh and Octane dropping 2. a two point five. Like, what what are you doing? Your role basically is going. You're yeah, planting the bomb. You're planting the bomb. <laughs> you're making callouts and you're just going. You're first job, peaking. You, you are baiting for them because uh, their yeah. shots are going to be on point. 
And then we have the control KD. Once again, Octane up here. 2.13 in control. That is just gross. Beans, Um, though. Beans there. Kremp came out really hot. Envoy! He made it! Envoy's here, finally. There he is, Dylan Envoy. He finally made one of the top 10s. But then again, all of 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 LA Thieves is here. All the Thieves are there this time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... insane. Thieves are coming in hot, and they're doing it early this year. There hasn't been... There hasn't been a phase person in the top 10. Phase, I think, this is the, this overall be, KD made. This might be the first time that a phase, no. the phase players haven't actually been in the top 10 stats. Let's see, it is, no, no. This, I wonder, I wonder if that's a thing. I feel like that's got to be like a, a newish thing, not having know. a single phase player in the top 10. Yeah, that is. Very weird, for sure. I feel like he's like Priest, but no, Priest used to be on. No, he used phase. to be on Phase. Yeah, not anymore. He's been on Phase that's, for a while now. That's why I said it's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but we've got the bracket is set for Major Four, obviously. Um, if I can get this thing to pull up, here we go. Um, Texas Breach, Subliners, Legion, Thieves, Rocker, and like you said, Surge Phase. And now uh, I, wanna, you know, I also want to highlight Optic Breach. That was a first-round matchup in Major 3 where we yeah. saw Boston knock out Optic right away and send them to the losers. I don't, see it happening this time. I don't see it happening this time again, but if Optic don't come prepared... I mean, they, they did play Boston in their last game. I mean, in their last match of the qualifier, and they 3-1 them like it was nothing. So if They lose. They go, in the, they, they go down to face Toronto. They go, they go down to face... I believe it is Toronto. Yeah, I'm not entirely That's sure. That's kind of scary, though. It's a little scary. Because Toronto scary. at land. That... They, could, they could show up. Wow. Imagine, could you imagine if Optic, who like, did this whole big qualifier thing. Imagine they and then 2-0. Just, and yeah, they just 0-2. Start off crazy. with It'd be crazy. But yeah. Imagine if it was like 2 3 O's as well. Yeah. Like, absolutely just done. See ya. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so these are these are the, the matchups going on. And now, like... We're not going to. I'm not going to do a bracket like pick them right now with us. Um, that's going to be a separate video on our YouTube channel, um, just because I mean we're running out of time tonight here on Twitch, and I mean it's, it just takes a long time anyway. I don't want it to be the entirety of the esports segment, just us doing the the, bat, the bracket. So look for the special bracket prediction uh, for for CDL Major Four coming to YouTube. It should be. I would like to. I would like it to be uploaded before, or at the same time that the podcast goes live. So, if you're listening to this right now on Thursday, then check the YouTube page and see if the uh, the bracket video is out too. So, um, we'll do our best to get that out to you. Probably just be a long video with no cuts, honestly. But uh, anyway, yeah. So ex- exciting, exciting weekend of Call of Duty coming up for Major Four. And uh, I'm I'm not sure. I might be on the boat still. Or I might be just getting off the boat. I don't know. Not entirely oh. sure. April 20th. That's this weekend. Yeah, that's this weekend. I'll be, I'll be getting ready to be on the boat. Um, yeah. Anyway, so actually, I, I could probably watch the last of it before. That's Thursday, yeah. Thursday yeah, starts. Yeah. So unfortunately, we won't, we won't have a live reaction like we did for Major 3. The grand finals, yeah. Yeah, we won't, we won't have that. But, um, you know, you take what we do. I'll... I'll take the cruise over watching the grand final with Highlander. Sorry, buddy. No, but, listen, uh, I I don't blame you. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's all I've got for Call of Duty. Uh, moving on, I wanted to highlight some Overwatch 
action going on opening weekend of the actual league um, starts, and I'm not going to yeah. name all these matches, but uh, start next week. Yep, yeah, we've got a lot of matches going on, and this is what I don't understand: the West, which is a lot of teams, and that mm. those matches span over the course of four days, and then you have the East, which is just one day, and it's six teams. So I don't know. I have no idea what's up with that. Do you know what's up with that? East versus West? I don't know. Because Dallas not. East doesn't make any sense. I mean, these all these all are teams that are like East, like, you know, East of the world East, you know? And I guess yeah. Dallas Dallas does have a lot of those Eastern players. So I guess Wait. that's why they're in the East. Um, just weird to see that Dallas, uh, you know, Optic Gaming owned Dallas, you know? Um, oh, yeah. That's that's the optic gaming team, Dallas Fuel. That's the no, world. No, no, no. I was oh. reading what uh, Ace was saying, and I was mind blown there. Oh, Wait, what, what team's team is suspended? Which, which team is that? Oh, they're, they're not here. They're not in the graphic. Oh, so okay. the, the hunter, a hunter team is suspended in the east. Okay, due to owner issues. Oh no. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah. That's why they're not there. Chengdu okay, hunters. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. So oh. Chengdu hunters are. Oh wait, Suspense. is that the one with the um is that the one that usually has the panda logo? Oh maybe. Or am I, th- or yeah. am I thinking of the wrong team? I don't see that here. No, I think you may be right. Yep, panda. Yeah, logo. okay, this is the panda one. Yeah. Okay. Like, I remember seeing one that had like a panda logo. Yeah, okay. I remember that too. Yeah. All right. That so that, that's why Dallas is in is in the East. So uh right. yeah. So if you're an Overwatch enough. fan, uh tune in April twenty seventh through the twenty ninth. Um yeah, really good stuff. And then I remember last week when I was trying to find this Halo roadmap, I found it. it. Well, okay, I found it, but it wouldn't load for me last week. It finally loaded. Well, not finally. It has been loading the entire week, but it loaded today for me. So uh, we're going to roll with it, and I'm going to blow this way up. Okay. Um, So here is the roadmap for this entire year. We've already had things go on. We've already had the Charlotte Major. Um, You know, we've already had all these stuff. DreamHack, uh, June 2nd through the 4th. Um, April 22nd through the 23rd is Quadrant Online, so that's coming up um, this weekend. Or close to this weekend, and not really this weekend. This roadmap is sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's looks so, like a Marvel slash like Star Wars kind of like yeah, roadmap thing. Yeah. I like how they did it. So we got May 12th through the 13th is a Phase Clan Online event. Um, like I said, DreamHack is June 2nd through the 4th. At Dallas, you got the major hosted by Optic Gaming in Arlington, June thirtieth through the through the July second. So that's like two majors back to back, pretty much in the same month almost. Um, then Space Station is hosting a Global Invitational, um, August fourth through the sixth. Then you have the major at Fort Worth, uh, September first through the third, and then finally Halo World Championships in Seattle, October twelfth through the fifteenth. So that is the roadmap for. Uh, for the Halo scene for the rest of the year. So um, I don't know why I decided to bring that up. Just, I guess, just something to talk about on Halo because there's not really much going on. I mean, I don't even know about the Quadrant event. I'm not sure if that's gonna, just going to be like an EU thing. I think Quadrant is mainly EU, but maybe it'll be all the teams. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so yeah, we've got some Halo stuff going on uh, coming up soon. And then uh, not until May do we have some more which I mean, I guess May is a lot closer than I think it is. I always forget that it's May, 
May is like what two, three weeks two away weeks now. Two weeks away, yeah, yeah, two weeks away now. So it uh, it's coming up a lot faster than I think. Um, mm. But that's good. That's a good thing. So Halo action going to be coming at us, and that's all I have for for esports. Highlander, I know you have a lovely League of Legends segment. I I, I, I do. So um, why don't you just rattle that off uh, for us? Uh, for anyone who cares yeah, about league, there's there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of information here to go through. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, the league MSI is starting in a couple of weeks on May second in London. Play-ins will be May second through seventh. Uh, bracket stage is from May 9th to the twentieth, and the final is on May twenty first. Uh, the format is five teams from the four major region, which is uh, NA, EU, China, and Korea. And they will be automatically moved into the bracket stage. These are the first place teams in their region, and Korea has two teams advancing to the bracket stage because they are the region that won Worlds last year. Uh, playoff stage will be rem- the remaining eight teams, and only two will advance into the bracket. The teams who are already in the playoffs, as they call it, are Cloud9, which of course represent NA, JD Gaming and the LPL, or better known as the China region, T1 and Gen G are both from the LCK, aka Korea. And EU is still in playoffs, so their team has, hasn't been announced yet. Um, within the play in stage, the teams are G2 of EU, Golden Guardians of NA, Billy Billy uh, Gaming of China, Loud of Brazil, and Detonation Focus Me of Japan, uh, Rainbow Seven of the Latin American region, and PSG Talon of the PCS, better known as Pacific Championship. Um, they cover Taiwan, Hong Kong, Southeast Asia, and Oceania. Uh, the VCS of the Vietnam League have not announced the region representative yet. Um, next week, uh, the rest of the teams announced uh, will be announced, and uh, we'll be looking more into matchups. Clear front runners, however, are both LPL and LCK teams, but not without the representatives from Japan, PCS, and Brazil giving them a run for their money, just like they always do. All right. What do you? You did write a ten-page essay. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's great. That's great stuff, though. I have no idea what any of that means. And neither does Highlander. You know what? He just a lot of information. It. But uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll be that, that might be like a mini series that we could do on YouTube of us of Highlander and I learning League. Oh yeah, that'd be a, you know that'd that be would be horrible. But that'd be hey, an interesting. We would do it for the content. Um, Who would just judge us? Fees, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, talking about the the, uh, the 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 hunters of the Overwatch League, this statement was uh, put out. So, ahead of our season start, we wanted to share that the community that the Chengdu, I butchered that hunters are not included in today's schedule announcement as they continue to contemplate the future direction of their team. We will update the community further when we have more information to share. For the upcoming spring knockout stage, there will now be six OWL teams in the East region, and they will be accompanied by six qualified contenders teams. Okay. Ooh, okay. Both regions of the Overwatch League will still begin the season next week, and we are excited to announce that our season schedule is now live. We look forward to celebrating the best Overwatch 2 players in the world with you all. So, I'm actually really excited for this. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So having some contenders teams come up there and, uh, you know. Um, yeah, they, they did it for the Pro-Am. And, they did. And it was a big success, huge success. Yeah. So, I mean, it made uh, it a little bit more interesting to see teams that you don't usually see. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
but uh, that's that's really all we've got for the yeah. the esports segment. Well, let's wrap this show up. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening to episode number eight of the podcast. Uh, it's been a great show as always, and we thank you for. Uh, stopping by and watching or listening. Uh, if you are watching, either on YouTube or Spotify, um, make sure you like the video, uh, favorite our podcast on your listening apps, um, subscribe to us on YouTube, and uh, feel free to give us a follow on Twitch as well, uh, twitch.tv slash offthecuffpod, where we go live with this podcast every single Tuesday, except for next week, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so. Yeah, if you did like it, uh, check down in the description box for all of our uh, links on Twitter and Discord to join us to talk everything sports and esports with us on those platforms. Um, and check us out on our audio sites over at anchor.fm slash offthecuffcast. Um, and yeah, so without any further ado, I mean, I'm JT, and he's Highlander, and the show is over.